Hello, and welcome to our podcast, Farm Stress Real Talk with Penn State Extension. My name is Chai Catalone, and I'm an Extension Educator in the Food, Families, and Communities Unit. I'm here today with Andy Bader, who joined us at the 2024 Pennsylvania Farm Show to participate in a panel discussion, You're in Good Company, The Farming Community Cares. We're here today to continue the conversation from the panel discussion. Welcome, Andy. It's good to see you again. For the audience, this is Andy and I's second attempt to record this podcast due to some technology failures. It's good to see you as well. And technology does not always work. And I'm here today because I've had an extensive technology career. And and I told you I'd tell you a very funny story about a technology failure that happened to me many, many years ago. So I've always been involved in high technology, digital technology, and at one point, we had a brand new digital audio tape recorder at the radio station I worked with, and I was sent along with an announcer to go interview Peter Gabriel. And I was very proud. We had this exquisite piece of technology, and we recorded an entire interview with Peter Gabriel. It was the most magnificent interview. And at the end of the interview, I hit the play button to listen to it, and there was nothing on the tape. And oh I will not Peter Gabriel looked across the table at me and said, it didn't bake, did it? And I will forever be a Peter Gabriel fan because he allowed us to re-record the entire interview again on a cassette recorder, which is what we ultimately used. And so it's a lesson of you know, having backup plans. And it's also a lesson of grace that you know someone of that caliber was willing to let us re-record the uh, interview that we just done, and I'll, I'll never forget it. So, so anyhow, I'm, when you asked me the other day, could we re-record this? You know, these things happen, and uh, and it's okay to to try again in life. That's fantastic. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that story, and shout out to Peter Gabriel for being so gracious, and and to you for being so gracious also for taking time to re-record this for me. I I really appreciate it. For the audience, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your connection to farming and the farming community? Sure, I'd be happy to. So I grew up in a farm family. Both of my parents come from farm families. Uh, My parents' uh, parents' farms were down the road from each other. And I actually had a different career, as I just mentioned, for many years. And then I'd come back to farm. We bought a farm in here in Center County because of the proximity of Penn State. And I've been involved with Pennsylvania Farm Bureau almost from the start of when we bought our farm because my farm family has been involved with Farm Bureau for many years. So over time, with more interaction with Farm Bureau, uh, I guess you'd say I've worked my way up. I'm now on the state board of directors for Farm Bureau. I actually have a national title with American Farm Bureau Federation where I'm the chairman of their technology committee. Just don't tell them, never tell them the story about Peter Gabriel. But, uh, you know, I I work on a number of issues, both from a state and national perspective in Farm Bureau. And also I have a post with USDA. I work on the governor's food policy council, a few other things, too. Uh, Just always having the best interest of farmers in mind. Thank you. You have a very diverse background and We were very grateful that you could join us in Harrisburg to participate in our panel discussion and here again today. I think your insights as a fourth generation farmer, your advocacy work, and someone who is very familiar with mental health challenges 
in agriculture really adds invaluable depth to our conversation. So I'd like to ask you, what are some of the main stressors you experience farming as well as you notice in others in the farming community? Well, clearly weather and markets are the historical stressors that all farmers have faced for many, many years. But in particular, the last few years, we've had some more turmoil in that category with more droughts, more high wind events, unpredictable frost freeze dates, you name it. And this has made farming a little bit more difficult. And so because of that, we've had to perhaps consider adjusting our cropping systems. Crop insurance has had to be utilized more often. Actually, just today, I saw an email come in from our USDA team talking about insurance coverage that's been issued for 2020 and 2021 because of climatic events. And so weather and markets are are the big stressors. The pandemic was a huge stressor. There's absolutely no doubt about it, particularly in the dairy industry and in the animal agriculture industry. We had some farms that had to dump milk because there was no place for it to go. We had a market where we had animals. We had no place to take them at some points in time. And so in certain instances, they had to be euthanized. And even today, we still have some collateral impact that we can take as long as a year to find a slot uh, at a production facility for our animals. And so that that's a continuing ch- challenge. Avian influenza has been and continue to be a problem. We had to euthanize uh, four and a half million birds over the last couple of years. And even today, I, we, I, we were just in a conversation yesterday with the USDA about the uh, impending impact of more avian influenza. I've been also working extensively on wildlife damage to crops. In Pennsylvania, we have some of the most extensive wildlife damage anywhere in the United States And this is causing farmers to lose a lot of money, and that money in turn does not allow them to pay additional workers, does not allow them to buy equipment, and it also impacts the quality of life for their families. And so we've been working on that. And I wouldn't wouldn't be a Farm Bureau person if I didn't mention the, the concerns we have about excessive regulation. I'm the first to tell you that almost all regulations and rules are put in place for an appropriate reason. But sadly, when we stack them one on top of each other, it becomes very, very difficult to farm. And so we're looking forward to some streamlining of regulations, both from a state and national perspective. Thank you, Andy. You highlighted um, many of the stressors that are out of farmers' controls, which was what our first series um, that Farm Stress Real Talk discussed. Um, Do you want to talk a little bit about the additional stress that farmers face because Many farms have to be supported by off-farm work and the impact that face that farmers face from that. It's a huge issue. Depending on where you are in Pennsylvania and in the United States, it can be as much as 90% of farms are supported by off-farm income. And this has been the situation for many years. I know in my family, many of my family members worked. My, my dad drove a school bus and other people were school teachers in order to basically fund the farm. Uh, and that covered some of the costs. It provided medical insurance. And so when you have a situation where people on the farm are working full time and then have to come home and farm after that, both on the evenings and weekends, 
that's a stressor. Plus, it really concerns me from uh, you know a health and safety perspective. We should all try to do our best to not farm or do things that are potentially challenging when we're tired. But unfortunately, when you have two different careers that you're working on, it, it becomes a bit inevitable. Exactly. Uh, you touched on a really huge stress factor that farmers just have a very hard time being able to take time for themselves. That's and correct. A large thing that ends up happening is farmers end up letting their house deteriorate, um, often because they can't afford to step away from the farm duties to seek medical attention until it's at a crisis point, um, to a very critical point. And that's very unfortunate, and you end up seeing that often. So I guess that leads me to the next question then. Are, what are some of the signs of stress that you notice within yourself, and what strategies have you tried to cope with stress? I'm subject to the same symptoms of stress as most people, and those include lack of sleep, you know, potentially being short-tempered, uh, not eating appropriately, all of the very classic uh, instances that happen to people when they're stressed out. I have a little bit of an advantage in that I've uh, become a trained yoga, a trained and registered yoga instructor, and I have a fair amount of uh, mental health training. I actually teach mindfulness, but honestly, I have to remind myself to use these techniques, uh, things that I can do with managing my breath or some simple uh, movements of my fingers uh, against each other, which we, what we would call you know, mudras in the yoga world. And so that kind of stress is manageable, but we need to stop down and take some time and take a few deep breaths, go for a walk in the woods, do something that takes our mind off of what we're doing, and then we'll recharge and we'll be in a better frame of mood going forward. Thank you. I, I value your openness in sharing that even you, who is a trained yoga instructor who practices mindfulness, need to even remind yourself to engage in the practice that you teach. I think it's important for us all to remember, no matter where you are, whether it's fixing a tractor in the milk house, in the barn or in the field, that even if you find yourself caught in that downward spiral, to take a moment, pause, take some deep breaths, Take advantage of the beauty in nature that you're in. And that simple act can really help to ground you, providing a moment of calm and clarity amidst the challenges that you're in and facing. So continuing to talk about strategies to support stress, what are other groups that you're aware of that can really help to create support circles for farmers? So we have a number of resources that have become available in the last couple of years here in Pennsylvania. We have the AgriStress Helpline for Pennsylvania farmers. It's 833-897-AGRI or, or 2474 that farmers can call and talk to people 24-7 about issues that they have. And I think this is a fantastic resource. Uh, just within the last couple of days, we've seen an announcement by American Farm Bureau Federation and others of, of a new resource a national resource, which is a little bit like an employee assistance program managed by the Farm Foundation that farmers can call. And, and there's a discreet way that they can have conversations with other farmers. No one will know who, know who they are. Actually, their their names are all redacted, redacted and made anonymous. And so that's a resource where farmers can talk to each other. And that kind of communication 
between farmers is so very powerful. We have at the worst case or, or as, a, as a backstop, clearly if farmers are in crisis, there is the 988 suicide and crisis lifeline that would be available. We hope that no one ever gets there. We hope that farmers can all look out for each other, look for the symptoms that a fellow farmer is in distress, things like their farm operation seemingly not going as well, or just those subtle hints that the, the farmer might be in need of a little bit more conversation. But but those lifelines are there, and, and we encourage people to contact uh, help through them. Thank you for sharing the Agrisys hotline and the 988 suicide crisis line. Those are important hotlines for people to have at their fingertips. So I'd like to again stress the Agrisys hotline is 833-897-2474. And it's important for everyone to realize that those crisis counselors have specialized training in understanding the unique pressures and difficulties faced by farmers. So you can feel comfortable if you're a farmer or part of the farming community that when you call in, they have a greater understanding of the challenges you're facing. Um, I also appreciate that you brought up the importance of being around others. Staying socially connected is crucial for mental health and emotional well-being. It fosters that sense of belonging and support. So you brought up some really great tips there. This has been a great discussion. We know farming is stressful, but we also know there's been positive things happening in the field of agriculture. So I'd like to end with asking if you have a success story you'd be willing to share. I'm happy to share a success story. And it's with a family that I know very well. Uh, just down the road here in Center County, it's a family, it's a dairy operation. And this is an example of where technology is going to be helpful in the future. The family installed a robotic milking system a number of years ago, and that robotic milking system was life-changing. It allowed them to go to the children's events in the evening and go to the Little League game, go to the school play, and the quality of life improvement versus being uh, on the farm and required to be there for morning and evening milking nonstop the quality of life improvement was so magnificent, so tremendous. And so I think that there's potential for these technology improvements to start to unshackle farmers from the day-to-day -day requirements that make many of them miss out on vacations or make, make many of them uh, not feel that they can go off and, and enjoy life like many other sectors of the economy can. And so I believe that's a success story. And these are the things that I'm working on right now. And I'm optimistic that going forward, we can get to a point where you can have a better quality of life in agriculture. That's an excellent example of an inspiring success story. Um, growing up on a dairy farm myself, I deeply understand the significant positive effect that that would give to the quality of a farm family. Um, it could grant so much more invaluable opportunity to spend time together and really attend many events to create memories, um, tighten the bonds and offer moments for respite from work, which we talked about earlier in today's episode, to give that physical health and mental health time to heal. So just how important that could be to uh, overall enhance the family's well-being. So that, that was a great story. And I look forward to seeing all the other advancements that come as technology keeps developing. 
So thank you, Andy, for being here today and sharing with our listeners. Appreciate the grace you gave me to record again today. And I also enjoyed your story that you shared. That that was wonderful and, and helps me to feel a little better too. You're I'd like welcome. to thank you. I'd like to encourage uh, listeners to make sure to tune in to future episodes where we'll continue the conversations with more panelists from our series, You're in Good Company, The Farming Community Cares, along with other members of the agricultural community. If you'd like more information on farm stress, visit the Penn State Extension website at extension.psu.edu. Thank you, Andy. Take care. Thank you.